Okay, I'm good on my end. Are you good on your end? I think I'm good on my <laughs> end now. <laughs> I hope so. We don't have as many homophobic microphone issues as we did last time. Oh, so homophobic. Just Why are they like that? Oh, anytime there's ever a slight inconvenience in my life. Homophobic. So rude. Uh, yeah, I also tend to go in that direction for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> what I can blame it on. I'm just, oh. How dare they be out of the ice cream I want? Homophobic. Which would be mint chocolate chip. What's you? What what what, what kind of an ice cream person are you? I feel like I don't know this oh, about you. I think one of my all-time favorites is one that's only available at the Ben and Jerry's like standalone store and it's um very very extraordinary. Otherwise, you know, I really like um Tillamook did a thing is doing a thing with Target where they have this like walnut maple custard thing it's really good of course you have the most like well you can only get it if you go to the standalone stores and there's also this like crossover event going down that I mean you probably haven't heard of course those are the kinds of ice creams that you would say you can you could never just say like rocky road or something could you Well, actually, you have to go to Boston to get it. But other than that, (laughs) Jesus. I mean, I'm just like like, mint chocolate. (laughs) I also recently in the past couple months had like a mind blowing ice cream experience. So I'm gluten free. So it really kind of limits like I used to love chocolate brownie ice cream, but they don't make it gluten free very often. But I went to this ice cream place by my friend's new apartment and I had marshmallow ice cream and ube together and it was so magical anyway the the way that that's still i was like oh maybe tay is gonna have a more normal ice cream flavor for no it's still no couldn't have been cookie dough which you know cookie dough is so beyond overrated cookie dough i like cookie dough oh come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of all the ones to like stand up for <laughs> i like cookie dough <laughs> oh god i'm gonna fight you what is this <laughs> i do like a mint chip though okay. only if the chips are really tiny though because i don't like a full chocolate chip in there are you, you know what i mean me? my absolute favorite my absolute favorite I, i'll take i'll take mint chocolate chip however i get it i don't care my favorite one, though, is the Breyers kind that's like white mint. It's not green. It's just like white with chocolate chips. And when I was a kid, I would always like eat around the chocolate chips the whole time. Like I would take the tiniest little bites and then at the bottom, I just have like a bowl of chocolate and then I just eat the chocolate separately. That's incredible. Oh, it's so it's good. like those TikToks when they take the they try to bake the cookies with the cookie dough from the ice cream. So they oh. like put the ice cream block in a strainer and then put hot water over it. So all the ice cream just goes into the sink. It makes me so mad. Oh my God. Well, that's just such a waste. I, I think of it more like uh, I'd compare myself to Courtney uh, Kardashian. Have you seen the video of how she oh eats Kit Kats? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was much more my vibe as a kid with my Breyers mint chocolate chip. Non-spawn, but like, girl, if you want to, I will take all of the it's free It's a Minnesota cream. company. It is? We're Minnesota bitches. I didn't know they yeah. were a Minnesota company. I'm pretty sure. 
I don't know. <laughs> I'll trust it. I'll take I'll take ownership of that. Um, I don't even remember how I got. Oh, homophobic. Yeah, I was trying to remember how we even got to ice cream in the first place, but it just hit me when I said that. I was like, I don't know what your favorite flavor is, and I needed to know immediately. And of course, mm-hmm. it's it's underground. You maybe haven't heard very of it. Serious business. Yeah, it's very, apparently <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, Piss off. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to think of a good, I'm trying to think of a good switcheroo over to the um, movie. I mean, oh, you, switcheroo. I'm trying to think of the the connector between ice cream and this movie, but there really just isn't one. Um, I mean, you just used a yeah. British accent, and uh, <laughs> what's her butt? Kelly Osborne is in Kelly this. So oh, there it is. <laughs> Kelly Osborne's in this movie. We watched So Undercover, a 2012 flop that is flop. rightfully so a flop. <laughs> yeah. You want to give the uh, little synopsis? <laughs> yeah, I would say that the people concur with you. It has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Um. <laughs> And the description for So Undercover 2012 is the FBI hires a young private detective to go undercover at a sorority to guard the daughter of an important witness with an organized crime case. Yeah, which, you know, in it it doesn't sound like the worst idea from a movie. However, those numbers are horrifying. And this was the first time that like ahead of watching this movie, I thought I had seen it, but I definitely hadn't. Um, but prior to watching it, I did look up the rating that it got just to kind of know what I was getting myself in for. And that was a shockingly low number. <laughs> like we've watched yeah. Tall Girl. We've watched The Princess Switch. And nary did it ever dip below a 10% before now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's just that's painful. I hadn't really... I hadn't really heard of this movie, and I was a huge Miley Cyrus fan mm. as a child, and I just don't remember anything about this movie from in the time that it came out. Yeah, I'm trying to it think. It must have been, like, very post-Hannah Montana. I feel... I need to, like, look it up. When did Hannah Montana stop? Because, I mean, this came out in 2012, and I'm genuinely curious, because I... One of my, like, first notes was... Seeing Miley this age was very much giving me can't be tamed. Hence, you probably didn't even see it. I tweeted from the account, like, pictures of, like, spoilers without any context. And that was one of them was just a picture of the um, album cover from Can't Be Tamed. Because that's all I could see this whole time was that era of Miley. As well as the fact that, like, this movie felt like it was made by Disney, but it wasn't. And it was also very adult in a lot of its jokes, but like, I, I don't even. Miley was still very much in her post Disney Channel acting. It just, yeah. it was so confusing. Like, I didn't understand if this was supposed to be for children or for adults or just edgy teens. It just, it didn't feel like it had a place. <laughs> it was very, very yeah. uncomfortable. It says on Wikipedia that Hannah Montana, the TV show on Disney Channel, went from March 24th, 2006 to January 16th, 2011. Mm. So, yeah, it would have been just Fresh. right after 
Yeah, around the can't be tamed era mm-hmm. when she was trying to break I up from the Disney Channel stuff. I knew it. <laughs> I would say, I would think that it would be a young adult college yeah. movie. But it doesn't feel kind of like, like college age people would want to watch it. It wanted to be in the same category as like Easy A or something. It did. But it wasn't it didn't quite work. there. It didn't work at all. No. And I don't even know like who to blame or what to blame. I think I think part of it really is her being fresh off of Hannah Montana and like five years of the kind of acting that they do on Disney Channel. Like, have you seen that SNL skit that's like the Disney Channel acting school? I'm pretty sure Miley Cyrus is the one in that skit, is she not? Yeah. Uh, yes. And she was very much bringing that Disney Channel acting school that she was making fun of in SNL into this movie. And I don't know how to tell her this, but it's fine. She's a multimillionaire. She's it's doing fine. all right. <laughs> she's 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 doing just fine despite her acting and so undercover. So I feel like I can say that a big part of it, I feel like didn't land because of her acting, which I hate saying I love. Miley's got some issues. I don't know. I loved her most recent album, though. I will give her that. Her most recent album, Plastic Hearts. Oh, my God. Did you not really listen to that? Okay. So I didn't know that she had a new album. It's not I even new anymore. She was doing it's not even new anymore. All of these covers, like, a year and a half ago, maybe. Like, the Heart of Glass cover. And then there was another one. That, that, and that was, the cover did make it onto her album. Okay. I'm off. I'm off. Sorry. It's, it's a good album. I was absolutely livid when it didn't get put up for a Grammy. I mean, she's had her issues in her past, but I'm very neutral with Miley in general. I'm, I'll take it or leave it. I'll take the music as it comes and I'll judge it. I'm not like blank slate Miley fan, but I don't even know why I'm saying this, but like, yeah, I think a lot of it didn't land because of Miley's acting. Some of it also the writing and I obviously whoever the director was should have been directing people to do a little better. (laughs) But yeah, it just you (laughs) could tell you could very much tell that it was fresh after Hannah Montana. You could you could feel it very much. Um, Okay, so. To give some context, Miley's character, her name is Molly. Couldn't have thought of anything better. They were like, hmm, what should Miley's character... I didn't character- make that connection. <laughs> you- I didn't make oh that connection. Oh, my God. It was, like, I the didn't- first thing I noticed, because I was... Oh, my I God. Wrote I down, feel like, so stupid. Mm, you know, maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> but I... Because I was writing down the characters' names for now, so I'd have the reference, and I was like, Molly for Miley? Are you kidding me? But... I started the movie without subtitles, so I thought they were calling her Wally. (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, that will get in the way of you knowing everything that they say, but no, her name was Molly. I was just very focused, and then I put the subtitles on, and I was like, oh, okay, it's not Wally, it's Molly, and then that didn't, that was my entire focus. (laughs) Was that you thinking, oh, they're trying to really make her not like other girls, they're doing more than a baseball cap, they named her Wally this time. Also, I'll get back to adding more context in a second, but can we just take a second to mention that Miley 
literally said word for word, I'm not like other girls in this movie. Like when they were in the makeover scene, did you? Every time I'm like, hey, let's talk about this scene. You're always like, when did that happen? (laughs) Like, do you ever watch these movies? (laughs) Yes. I was paying attention to this when I promised. Were you? She literally said, I'm not like other girls. She literally said it word for word. And I was like, oh my God, Tay and I are going to have a heyday over this. And you don't even remember. I was so focused on the stylist just saying absolute bullshit the entire time. I was like, what are you talking about? And that was my main note was like, nobody talks like this. Right. Well, and that like fake popular girl slang. Yeah. No, that was that was a, that was a decent amount of my notes. But um, to go back and give some context of because we're kind of skipping in like 20 minutes into the film at this point. Um so it starts off, this movie starts off with Miley. With Kurt Hummel's dad. Oh, yeah, Kurt Hummel's dad. That's another thing I was going to mention. I was like, is this man just everyone's <laughs> father in Hollywood? Like He, he is, plays the exact same character every time. Every time. He it's always, typecast. I'm the Kurt Hummel's dad. <laughs> I'm the dopey dad that wears a baseball cap. <laughs> like every time when I was looking up the characters and the actors that were in this before I watched it, I saw him and I was like, he's going to be the dad. He's going to be the dad because mm-hmm. it just gave me names. And I was like, that's the dad. And then immediately she's think- like, hey, dad. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Billy Ray Cyrus was offended? I, I doubt it. I mean, at this point, just because, you know, everyone knows. I mean, fre- again, fresh off of Hannah Montana. No one, no one's believing this. No one's believing it for an instant. The casting, horrible. Like, yeah. at this point, if you're going to have Miley have a dad in a anything it's your fault if you didn't cast billy ray alongside her it's your fault it's your problem (laughs) i said what i said but the movie starts out and she and her dad are clearly like spying on someone trying to scope someone out come to find out she is like stalk not stalking she's investigating a governor um and catching him cheating uh, not just cheating with a woman, but with two women. So right away, I was like, yeah, this is not a kid's movie. Because she was like, it's a menage a gross. I was like, oh, my God. Did you <laughs> did you notice that line? Yes, but it was so gross. <laughs> I know. And like, um, so immediately she catches this governor mid threesome um, and runs out of the room because she gets caught by him catching she gets caught by him while she was catching him and he chases her with a whip (laughs) chases her to the top of the building tries to like hit her with it or something and it's like give me your camera you're worse than the paparazzi and she's like i'm she somehow like tosses her camera but then it like snaps back into her hand on some like spider-man type thing does something somehow gets the whip from him and like hits him with it and is like I'm not the paparazzi it was it was a lot for the first like five minutes of the movie I was just like how am I where am I (laughs) no wonder this is free on YouTube I get it (laughs) yeah so that happens then real quick um Miley's character Molly is at a diner where she is then recruited by this man named Armin who says he's in the FBI and is asking her for help on a case and she says no at first but then 
he exposes to someone that she's a PI investigating him. And he's like, now you have to help me. And we find out that Miley's dad has issues with gambling. Um, But that like never comes up ever again. So I don't even know what the point of that was. It literally just like the next scene is her at her house when he comes home and she's like, where were you? And he like lies about where he was. And then she's like, mm-mm-mm. But yeah, then we get to the point where they're in this makeover scene that we were talking about because she agrees to help Armin. Yeah. Do they ever cover why (laughs) ever cover undercover? Um, Do they ever go over why they need money? Because I didn't catch that. I think we were just supposed to catch on to the fact that they didn't have a lot of money because she like wasn't wearing super fancy clothes and it was like an average looking home like I think we were just supposed to pick up from context clues that like she could use the money and and because he I guess that would be the point of showing that he gambles is that he's been wasting the money that they do have um and that he had been kicked off of the police force for his gambling so he's not really making any money she as the child seems to be the breadwinner so I think that would be it I never really thought that through, but then I guess I kind of figured it out. <laughs> but yeah, now we're at the uh, the makeover scene where she makes sure we know she's not like other girls at all. <laughs> I was also focused on all of the brands that the stylist had mentioned. And oh my god, I was hoping so. Placements. <laughs> I was hoping so. I literally was like, if if if. If Taya doesn't catch all of the product placement in this scene, I absolutely quit. (laughs) Where did I? It was what? Marc Jacobs. Okay. That was the only one I retained. I didn't write them down. I was hoping that you would. I wrote down a few of them. I definitely missed some. The stylist, uh, for context, the stylist is... um, trying to get molly to be wearing all of these like clothes and accessories and molly's not having it and she's like rattling off all these brands and like types of fabrics and obscure colors and trying to prove her point that she knows what she's doing Mm -hmm. and they say a ton of actual real life brands oh yeah i just am not convinced that they were sponsorships yeah, no, one of Mark them... Jacobs himself gave money to this movie. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> speaking of giving money to this movie, I will get back to the notes that I have on a few of the brands that I wrote down. She really fired them off, so I don't think I got them all. But um, speaking of money, I was genuinely curious. I was like, mm, what was the budget of this and how much did it make in the box office? Its budget was $15 million and it brought in two point five. Oh shit. In the box office. Uh, yeah. Did was it in theaters at all? Or was it straight to DVD? Or I'm not totally what did, sure. What did we do in twenty twelve? I'm not sure, but whatever they did, it didn't make money. <laughs> like however they released yeah. it, it didn't work. So they lost a lot of cash. Yeah, no, I just I thought that was funny. And I I felt like that was something that like going forward we should also look up that number to give some context. <laughs> um but yeah, didn't do well. But um back to the product placement. One of them that really stood out was when she was given her new car to drive around campus and they were like, Here's your new Volkswagen Eos. 
<laughs> like the way that <laughs> I didn't get that. The way that Armin said it was so incredibly. I was like, this just is an ad read. You didn't even try. He was just like, you're brand new. Yes. <laughs> with great mileage i was like shut oh up shut up but the uh the stylist definitely at one point held up two packets of extra gum and was like in the mint and the bubblegum flavor or something like that and it, like the way she's holding them is like so perfectly like you can see the brand i was like girl come on <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah but Again, she's not like other girls. Lots of... Oh, my God. <gasps> my microphone. Don't lose your microphone, It didn't Grace. stop recording this time. I'm j- I am I literally am, like, bending over backwards to try to get this microphone in a good spot. I think we're good now, though. But um, I also just thought it was really funny, like, leading up to the uh, makeover. Obviously, again, they were trying to let us know she's not like other girls as she says, in the makeover. Um, I just thought it was so funny. Didn't use a baseball cap on her this time. So they were being a little bit more They creative. went for the leather jacket. They gave her a leather jacket, and she's riding a motorcycle. Um, mm-hmm. And she wears flannel. And I was like, um, okay, the queer coating. <laughs> like, she just wants to be one of us, but whatever. <laughs> also, I was thinking that the whole time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just, I just thought it was so funny, though. Also, the, like, the motorcycle that they gave her. Obviously, they're not going to whip out, like, a Harley Davidson for this movie or anything. But, like, it was the weakest-looking putt-putt scooter I have ever <laughs> seen. I was like, if someone ever dared to, like, try to intimidate me and, like, rolled up in that little, like, meep-meep of a motorcycle, like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. I just thought it was really funny and I had to put it out there. Uh, me, me. But you were saying the whole thing about like the the words that they use in this movie. And this is one of my main notes that I took down many times. It definitely starts in the makeover. Take it Amaze away. balls. You're going to amaze balls the entire movie i said one of my main notes was take a shot every time they say amaze balls no because they said that would it throughout be, the entire movie that would not would be, be safe. dead yeah you would be you would have alcohol poisoning it is so bad <laughs> that that was another one of the things that i put in the tweet of uh pictures that were spoilers without any context i took a picture of the uh definition of amaze balls and i put that up there because they they have a lot of different phrases like you know bt dubs and totes and mm-hmm. I don't know other things, <laughs> but Amaze Balls, <laughs> Amaze Balls was the one that I was like, if y'all don't shut up right now, <laughs> oh god, yeah, the the phrasing because I'm trying to think. I mean, 2012 was 10 years ago at this point, meaning we were 13 and I'm 12. Sorry, what? Yeah, that was a decade ago. <laughs> Oh my god, my life is flashing before my eyes. Mm-hmm. 2012 was like a huge year. I feel like so many things happened in 2012. Coney 2012. I was about to say Coney. <laughs> Instagram. That's when I joined Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, I turned 13. Uh, <laughs> started middle school. I guess I, so I was 13, turned 14 in 2012. Okay, I, I wasn't thinking of that. So I was in eighth grade. I was in eighth mm-hmm. grade and you were in seventh. 
Oh, I mean, people did no, say I really cringy been... things. People did say very cringy things, very cringy phrases. But also, like, we were in middle school and we were supposed to be. Were college kids really saying those things? That's what I want to know. Like, were college kids I doing this? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I hope not. I hope they weren't. Oh, God. That was, like, the peak of my Imagine Dragons phase. I could believe oh, boy. it. I honestly... Oh, boy. For me, it wasn't even... I don't know. Eighth grade. I was still just 2012. It was a year. I'm trying to think like what I was even up to, like other than soccer, soccer. not much. <laughs> yeah, it was really just soccer and not much else on the brain. I swimming. I was busy being a foot taller than everyone at middle school. <laughs> um, it was to a point where some kids asked me if I was a teacher. So they would ask me for directions in the hallway. And I was like, I'm new here. I'm a sixth grader. <laughs> Oh, Taya, Because no. I had long-ass hair. <laughs> and I wore so many cardigans. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I've honestly, like, now that I'm in my early 20s, but, like, I'm I'm in my 20s. I'm 23. I'm, I'm, so, I'm solidly in my 20s at this point. I have the opposite problem where people think I'm still a teenager. Um, <laughs> like, I was at a clothing store a little while ago. I told you about this. But at the end of... Mm-hmm me getting checked out the girl was like oh wait how old are you because we were like vibe and we were chatting and she was like how old are you and I was like 20 I don't remember if it was before or after my birth I, I was 23 and she was like oh and I was like what and she said I thought you were 15 and I was gonna offer you a job my god <laughs> I was ready to die instantly and I was like girl what 15 yeah and when I got my first vaccine shot the woman, when I was leaving, the woman that like checked me and she was like, I just have to tell you, when you first came down the stairs, I was about to ask you where your parents were because she thought I was younger than 16 and that I needed to have a parent with me to get my vaccine. I'm offended for you. I know. <laughs> like at, at the same time, like I would take that over being called a teacher in middle school. I'm so sorry. It was pretty embarrassing. Like it was pretty embarrassing. Like that's so embarrassing for them to be like, yeah, you're definitely in your 30s at least. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pre-pandemic, no mask on the face. Mm-hmm. Full braces plus expander. <gasps> so I had a Ooh. lisp. <laughs> expander see i never i never had an expander with the key ah oh my god i was god. so scared no, and they didn't even give me like the metal kind that they like hook onto your teeth it was the full plastic like three times the size of your molars situation so it was just like and you could see it every time i opened my mouth it was gigantic and i couldn't say my ease Aww. because of the metal part and my, I had to, like, lay back, and my mom got so nauseous when trying to turn the key that my dad did it every time. <laughs> I think I, my swim coach, you know, I'd have my to My swim have coach told me to that it. he had one. Right, be, like, the day before I got it, my swim coach told me that he had one as a child, and his mom one day turned it a little bit too hard, and his entire upper jaw cracked open, and he was bleeding all over. That's something you keep to yourself. You absolutely keep that to yourself. I know. It was like the day before I got it, I was terrified. And I was already such an anxious child. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) Anyway, 2012, the year of the expander. It was glow in the dark. (laughs) Oh No, my my year of braces, I think 
I because I only had like actual like metal braces on my teeth for like a year. I was really lucky. Um, but that was like 2009 to 2010. I had it from like fifth to sixth grade, which still not fun at all. Horrible. No good. No fun. And for me, I didn't have any expander situations. But what I did have is I had like one of my teeth like grew on top of the other one and the baby tooth like wouldn't come out. So they had to pull it and then they had to use like a power chain to pull it down. So that wasn't fun. But like I would take it over an expander any day. I didn't have to crank anything. So it was awful. I made it. I made it. I was so scared, though, like growing up as a kid. I was just so for whatever reason, I was so sure that like, you know, in movies, every now and then like to really show that someone's like a super duper nerd they have like the whole like headset thing I was so convinced that that was something that like every kid had to go through at some point and I was so nervous for it to happen to me (laughs) I was so relieved when all I needed was braces oh my god Uh, no there was a kid at my school that had it and um they didn't have it for very long but oh my god that that'd be such a pain bad for them that'd be such a pain Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's I our the other side with beautiful teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our orthodontic past. I mean, there's more to mine too, but I don't need to go into anyway, it. But the um, next note I have. Oh, okay. What, what's your next note? What's your next note? <laughs> the next note. So, um, at this point, they have done all the stylist stuff, and they have gone um, to the sorority. And outside of the sorority, Molly comes in contact with um, the one of the main girls that she's trying to become friends with, and her name is Cotton, and Cotton's frat boy boyfriend, who's like yelling at her and telling her she's stupid. And I said, frat boy is acting for his life. <laughs> he really does. Every time he comes in, he's so he's, dramatic. He was, but he was convincing. He was convincing. He was a very convincing douche. He was very convincing. <laughs> yeah. He he was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. What did, he even, what did he even say? At one point, I don't remember what he said in the beginning, but I did take a note that later on when he's being mean to Cotton yet again, he tells her that she looks like a New Jersey housewife. <laughs> yes, I did make a note of that. I said... Um, so they're at like this outdoor pajama party with all the um, sororities and frats and he um, cotton comes out wearing this like very normal floral dress and uh frat guy boyfriend says you look like a new jersey housewife like you're wearing some like gross cheap dress and i said i'm not convinced frat guys are smart enough to judge what girls are wearing when they have one crusty towel and live on craft mac and cheese that they eat straight out of the pot <laughs> You make a point. You well, <laughs> even like the rich frat guys. I mean, it's just vineyard vines on vineyard vines with boat shoes. Like, mm-hmm. just because your clothes might be cleaner than the other frat, but like it, it's so gross. It's so gross. You you make a very good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I yeah, he's just like he he was the most average looking kind of guy. I was like, you have no room to be saying any of this. But yeah, so 
Cotton's boyfriend sucks. <laughs> That's just kind mm-hmm. of a general consensus. Every time he's in the movie, it's just him being a bad boyfriend for a minute <laughs> and then leaving. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do when they come for you? I, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I haven't figured it out, but I'm going to think of a plan. <laughs> um but the uh, so yeah we're at we're at the sorority house. The, oh, you look like you had a thought. What was your what's your thought? Yeah, when they go when she goes into the sorority house, I said it's like that video of the sorority when they go. We've been waiting for you all summer, and we're so glad you're finally here. And then they go into this like demonic clapping chant. <laughs> See, this is why. Whenever I tweet from our account, I don't even like bother to like ask you if you agree with me because I know you do. That was literally the other picture I used as a spoiler with no context was a picture of the of, of those guys. I want to go 80 pie. Boom, boom. I literally had a picture of, from that video that I used. Literally. <laughs> I need to watch that video again. It's so funny. Oh. It makes me laugh so hard. It makes me, like, it's it's funny, but it's also so horrifying. I, like, no judgment to anybody that, like, genuinely wants to be in a sorority, but it is my nightmare. No. It is my absolute nightmare. I cannot imagine ever being at a point in my life where I'm like, I would like to audition to be your friend. And then I want you to scream and clap in my face once you accept me. <laughs> like, I don't want that for my life. Like, listen, I graduated from college in May. And, you know, a decent portion of it was online. Like, a good year and a half of it was online. I transferred after my freshman year. So I didn't end up with many friends <laughs> at the end of college. Like I, I had some friends like in my classes or whatever, but I, other than people that I like worked with that I was really good friends with, I didn't make a lot of friends in class because I genuinely just like didn't have the time to form any friendships. But I would take that over being in a sorority any day. I am so sorry. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm like one of four people from my grade that didn't go to a sorority. Really? Did you know that? Did you know that, like, my entire grade from high school uh, ended up being in a sorority? Oh, okay. I, 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 for whatever reason, I was like, I thought you were talking about, like, your college. And I was like, mm, your school does <laughs> not. school. We don't have that. <laughs> I was like, do you guys even have sororities? <laughs> like, that's why I was confused. No. But yeah, no, your grade from, dorms. the grade you were in in high school is very sorority leaning. I don't get it. Like, I didn't, it, I was, maybe I'm just dumb, but I was blown away by that information. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, like, I know for some people it's fun, it's great, they make good friends, but, like, just for me personally, that is horrifying. And to live in a house with that many people and, like, all of the events that you have to go to, it is mm-hmm. not for me, not for me. Yeah, I have lived, <laughs> I've lived alone for most of college yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, no, I I mean, I had roommates my first two years. Um, oh, my roommates for my freshman year were so great. Shout out to my roommates for my freshman year. Also, I will be shouting out more specifically another one of my roommates later when I announce our next movie. But um, yeah, I could not imagine my college experience alongside. It's also just it's so straight and white like that 
part of like sorority and like I know it's you know not all sororities not all frats but like I just I I I, but the vast majority yeah (laughs) and especially with like me coming out like right after high school right before I got into college the last thing I needed was to be in an environment where I felt othered Again, like I was still very much like coming to terms and becoming comfortable with myself. I didn't need to be in a space where there weren't more gays. I was I was going to the like I don't even remember what they called it at my first uh, at the first college I went to, but I, I I used to go to like our gay straight alliance thing like every week with one of my friends, and I needed to be around the gays. <laughs> That's what I yeah, needed. Grace, I'm gonna tell you. I don't think anyone is going to be surprised that you were not seeking out being in a sorority. And, and why is that? Are you trying to tell me that you I weren't? Know, dude, I think it's just. Are you trying to tell me that you weren't surprised when you figured out that I was gay? Are you trying to tell Grace, me that you weren't I'm the surprised? One. Grace. You were literally the one that was like, you're not bi, girl. Like. Put it together. Like at first when I came out, I, I did think that I was bi because I was like, I don't know. I've dated guys. You were like, Grace, shut up. <laughs> you're a lesbian, Grace. Admit it to yourself. Respectfully, Respectfully you're a lesbian. <laughs> and you know what? You got me. <laughs> Homophobic mic. My mic really said, shut up. We get it. You're gay. Um, but... Oh, and then oh, and then we're introduced to Kelly Osborne in the dorm. I <laughs> not in the dorm in the sorority house. I was getting so impatient because again, I looked up the characters and I was like, "When is Kelly Osborne coming? When is she coming? Oh, it was Where a is she coming?" Shock to me. Oh my god, <laughs> I wish it had been a shock to me. Honestly, I was I was like overly prepared for my notes, but I was so <laughs> excited once she finally came on screen. <laughs> But yeah, Kelly is Molly, now Brooke. So now Miley's character goes by the name Brooke because she's undercover. Mm-hmm. She's undercover. And uh, what even... I wrote down Kelly Osborne's character's name. Where? Kelly... O- Becky. <laughs> Her name oh, was Becky, Becky, I guess. Um, But yeah, did we even mention... They're in the sorority because the girl that she has to protect is in the sorority. So Brooke... Oh my God. See, I watched the whole movie and I never got why she was at the sorority. Yeah. I just didn't. I wasn't paying attention during the important part when they never. were giving the information as to why. And so I was completely lost the entire movie. I was like, why is she there? Yeah. Because the, the, anyway. the girl that Brooke needs to protect is in the sorority. So. Um, is that the girl with the straight black hair? Mm-hmm. Alex. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And oh, one last thing on the whole cotton conversation. Uh, in that first argument, her boyfriend's like, Oh, you're just like all the other girls. And she said, No, I'm not. I was a raspberry for Halloween last year. Yeah, I made sure to write that down. (laughs) That's a good one. I, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, but then the next scene, so, you know, she walks into the house and they're like, yay, with their little clapping or whatever, initiating people in. We meet Kelly Osborne, a.k.a. Becky. And then, like, the next main scene that happens is it's that evening and they're doing, what's the word? I couldn't think of the word. I said, I wrote down indoctrination. Initiation. Initiation. Not indoctrination, but I mean, pick your poison. Um <laughs> 
And so all the girls go down and they're all wearing like matching white dresses with candles. And they start singing this song to initiate the girlies. And I nearly choked because the song that they were singing, they started singing, it only takes a spark to get... That was my elementary school's song. Like, we had a school song that we would sing at the end of, um, like, whole school meetings. And that was the song. And it just, like, immediately, like, just, it gave me whiplash to being, like, 11 years old. It's it's a it's a it's a whole song in itself, but a lot of times people like switch the words to like make it work for their group. It it was hilarious for me that they started singing this song that like at my elementary school in Connecticut we were like dee 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 dee. It's just so so funny. Oh, but then Brooke acts out because she thinks that she sees somebody about to attack Alex through the window, but it was just frat boys. Knocks over a candle, fire, sprinklers. Girls don't like her because she got them wet. That's like all that happens in that scene other than the song. (laughs) You couldn't have worded that any differently, Grace. What did I say? Girls don't like her because she got them wet. (laughs) Your brain went there, not mine. Anyways. (laughs) Um, What was even... Then there was this scene where all of the girls are literally just standing around in their bras. And they're all just talking. And I think it was just a scene that they used to, like, introduce more of the sisters that are going to be a part of the movie more. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just so funny because there's a girl named Taylor who is played by the same actress that plays Stacy in Pitch Perfect. And I was like, you have been typecast. I'm <laughs> so sorry, girl. There, And every time Taylor says something, it's always like a stupid thing. And it's always very sexual. And ve- I was like, oh, girl, you she got so typecasted. She has mm-hmm. like apparently the ultimate dumb sexual college girl and I just feel so bad for her I hope that actress has gotten other things (laughs) I hope she's gotten other gigs since then um (laughs) I made a note about this scene I said this is what I imagine really happens in a sorority but with more modern farmhouse decor true at this point it's all shiplap (laughs) it's just everywhere (laughs) it's all shiplap (laughs) it's just everywhere and just with those like (laughs) everywhere oh which Oh my God, being a former Target employee, that stuff is so expensive. Like their home decor line, it was terrifying. I'd be like putting away all of our like regular towels and then I'd go over to their section. It's like $100. I was like, absolutely not. This is going to dry (laughs) off my ass after I shower. Like, I no. I'm trying to look at my background to see if I need to like cover up anything that I purchased from that section of Target. Well, okay. I mean, like (laughs) some of this stuff is kind of cute. Like if you pick and choose like a good one, but just in general, whenever there were people that were like shopping for back to school in that section, I was like, oh my God, Mm. like your dorm is going to have that. No, but anyways, no judgment. That's just expensive. 
That is a lot. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Yeah. So weird scene where they're just all in their bras and just like, oh, I want a Maserati someday. But Brooke, just the worst undercover spy to ever exist. Her like... Because they were going around saying, oh, what do you ultimately, like, what do you want more than anything in the world? And then she just starts listing off different kinds of guns. This girl was so gun happy throughout the whole movie. That was one of the other notes I made. Because there are multiple instances where she just whips out a little pistol, just left, right, and center. And I'm like, girl, maybe we should. That doesn't happen at sororities? What? You think that doesn't happen at sororities? I would imagine it does, especially in the South. I mean, I have no idea. But for being someone who's supposed to be undercover and like low key, I'm like, girl, you need to really make sure you know what's going on before you just start whipping your pistol out. Because she would just do it so quickly. I'm sorry. If you're starting to think of more things based off of what I'm saying, that's your problem. Keep going. Your problem. (laughs) Oh, God. But I also made a note at this point in the movie while they're all in their bras and talking about what they want. A bunch of them realize that a lot of their stuff has gone missing. And they're like, who has taken my this? Who's taken my that? And all the girls are like, we're all missing things. And one of the things that someone was missing was their eyelicious moisturizer. (laughs) I was like, that you couldn't have thought of anything better than eyelicious. Like... Mm -hmm. Were you just not able to get any more product placement? Maybelline didn't want to be name dropped. <laughs> like they were just like, mm, no thanks. Maybelline was name dropped in- by the stylist. Oh, I don't know. They didn't want to pay for two two segments. <laughs> yeah, two slots. <laughs> too much, too much. But um, and then of course Taylor, aka Stacy from Pitch Perfect, what she's missing is a neck massager which no it's not it's not a neck yeah, massager it's not a neck massager because <laughs> uh, that's that, a full-on magic wand vibrator it was <laughs> and and it'll 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 come back this 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 scene i wrote down i was like that was the stupidest scene i've ever seen but it does come back with semi-importance later but mm. from there i mean we're introduced to this guy named nick um who again like he ends up being fairly important he and Brooke hit it off. They're in the same crime class. They never really said what the class was, or at least I must have missed it. But basically, Brooke, Nick, and Alex, the girl that she's supposed to protect, are in this crime class. And Brooke, yet again, makes it very evident that she knows a lot about crime when she shouldn't. And she gets to know this guy, Nick. They hit it off. Eventually, they go on a date. I know I'm skipping around a little bit, but like I, there were a lot of like short little scenes. Like I don't feel like we need to go over the pajama party or anything. Like, anyways, um, but after the first class, she kind of also another semi-important thing happens. They see Alex's former roommate walking out of class with a different professor. And they're just like, oh, why won't she wave back to Alex? And Brooke's over here like, because she's sleeping with him. And like dissects how she knows that they're definitely hooking up and yada yada. And they're like, oh, my God, Brooke, who are you? She's so dumb. And then she's like, I mean, totes amazeballs. Like every time she gets caught, like kind of giving away that she knows things. She's like, I mean, amazeballs. Oops. (laughs) Yeah, she's so desperate. 
to have people think she's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I got so annoyed. I <laughs> Not as annoyed as tall girl, but oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the, my also like general notes, I mean, we've talked about it kind of jokingly, but I was kind of frustrated in general with like the the overall like if you want to be like other girls you need to be reduced down to saying stupid phrases and goofy words and you're supposed to be stupid and sexual like it was this like it was a very like again I'm not super into sorority life but I think it's very demeaning and unfair to just be like all sorority girls are so stupid and they're so dumb like that's not the case I just I don't think I'd fit in in that kind of an environment but the way that they portrayed sorority girls as just being dumb bimbo like it was it was yeah questionable and also even in 2012 like the comfort at which movies had when it came to making jokes about eating disorders is insane to me like they made jokes about eating disorders like five times at least where I was just like hmm, maybe we don't make fun of that. Like, that's really serious stuff, and they just throw it around. And I hate it. I hate that. that that's one of those things from, like, early 2000s to obviously even 2012, where I'm like, mm, y'all are a little too comfortable making jokes about things like that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it wasn't, it probably wasn't until, like, 2019 that people were really um you know talking about like hey maybe making jokes about eating and body and stuff like that is just maybe not the most yeah. um you know probably shouldn't do that yeah, maybe it's not <laughs> but kind. It, yeah it sucks that it, it sucks that it took so long but yeah i think uh 2012 was really i remember it being a very prominent thing still I mean, I was a child who, um, I, that was a, around the time when Abercrombie and Fitch was still really popular. True, true. And that kind of culture. And it was the, um, like the height of being preppy, I think, right? Yeah. Around that time when we were in middle school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you, I mean, you've got all of these like stores that really promote being thin and having that sort of lifestyle so obviously it's going to be really prevalent in a sorority i mean no matter which one it is that's just kind of how it's going to be in and outside of sororities obviously yeah and i mean yeah it's it's sad because like you want to think like oh these kinds of jokes weren't okay like but they really were very normalized back then and like even when I think back to like my early days in like high school when Vine was popular, I mean, the kinds of things that people would say and become so popular for like people have already delved into this so much already, like on YouTube and everything about like, oh, the things that David Dobrik did and like the jokes that I mean, even someone like Shane Dawson, or, like those kinds of things, like it was it's disgusting to look back on what people were okay with making jokes about like I know I know that like some people get stuff oh it's so PC what why can't we say anything because like it's not funny to make fun of diseases that literally like kill people it's not fun to make fun of people with eating disorders it's not fun to make like it's just it's sad how long it took I'm glad the conversation has changed but it really is so like 
just uncomfortable to look back at like a piece of media from that time and how comfortable people were with those kinds of things, especially now being on the other side where there has been more conversation where it's like, hmm, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's such that's such a weak finale thought for me to have after saying everything else. But, you know, not good. <laughs> not fun. Yeah. I recently, this is going to exp- expose me a lot, but I recently went back and I watched a lot of old Troy Sivan videos mm. just because, you know, um, that whole like twee trend is going around on TikTok. So I was like, I don't understand I, what that is. I was a functioning teenager around the time when we all wore um, skater skirts and knee high socks and things like that. Okay. I, don't, I, I didn't understand back. what twee was. What is that? I never saw it's it, but like, people were just uh, talking about it's it. It's like early hipster. Okay. It's okay. early hip, like Portlandia style hipster, oh, okay. I would say. <laughs> I could be wrong, but yeah, bird on bird on stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but I was, you know, going back and watching like 2013, 14 Troy Savon just for fun. And yeah, I think the culture is just completely different. Yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say about that, but it's just... Um, I remember that time very vividly because that's obviously the time when we were um, very impressionable teenagers. So, I mean, I was reminded that that's the time when like Brandy Melville started and when people were like first really starting to get into fashion that wasn't just like whatever your parents were buying you. Right. You know, for our age group and... Um, we first started really getting into social media like I I think 2012 was the year that I started Instagram and that was before like influencers were a thing Mm -hmm. but still it was like at the very beginning peak of like comparing yourself to other people right so that's why I think that those jokes are so prevalent in movies from this time because you know it was a very toxic time to have a body (laughs) to Mm -hmm. exist (laughs) oh god but yeah um feels like such a weird conversation to then just transition back to all right so back to the shenanigans yeah (laughs) i don't know if any of that's gonna make sense at all but i just think that that was a time that has very strong uh cultural impact for sure well yeah and i mean if you think back to like early hipster stuff i mean all of the pictures on Tumblr and so, like people weren't really talking about like body positivity or anything back then. It was just like these skinny people in over or not overalls. I'm trying to think of uh, suspenders and skater dresses. Yeah, mustaches on their finger. I don't. Know. Yeah. Anyways, bikini bridge and thigh gap. Yeah, that kind of thing. Oh my god. Yeah. Tough time. Mm-hmm. Tough time. <laughs> But tough time. It's it's tough as an adult that had to grow up as a teenager seeing all of those things so heavily. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, we've I don't want to say, but we've, you know, both had experience in that area. Yeah, there's there's been issues, but <laughs> on the on the better side of it at this point. Um yeah. but yeah, it's just it's it it's tough to see jokes like that be made and how okay it was um but uh yeah i guess back to the shenanigans um (laughs) there are multiple times throughout the movie then where brooke um meets up with armin who's the guy that like recruited her and she you know she'll give little updates here and there 
Um, her and Nick start like dating. They go on a date, and um, he opens up to her, but she doesn't really open up because obviously she's undercover. Um, and at one of the meetings, Armin's like, "He's not who he's Nick's not who he says he is," and like shows a picture and is like, "His name is actually Patrick," and the lady that gave you a makeover um, was murdered and the guy that murdered her says that Patrick is in on the crime and and all this stuff um so the next time that Brooke then sees him she literally uh handcuffs this man to a radiator and punches the daylights out of him and then steals I'm totally skipping over something there was another okay but yeah she punches him steals his motorcycle I'll get back to that in a second but there was a time earlier, I think it was actually at the pajama party, so maybe it was semi-important. Um, she leaves the pajama party because she sees Alex leaving, and she follows her, and she ends up at the, um, Alex is going to the professor who teaches the crime class that they're both in. She's going to his house, and she's like, hmm, that's strange. And then after she beats him up, after when she beats Nick up, who's supposedly also named Patrick, um... She steals his motorcycle and goes there because Alex leaves and a car follows. And she's like, oh, no, Alex is in trouble. And um, (laughs) I just thought it was so funny. The funniest product placement of this whole movie, though, definitely happens during this moment. So she follows. She goes to the professor's house because she saw Alex leaving and is just like, oh, that's where she is. Um, As she's on her way to go steal Nick's motorcycle, she just grabs a bag of chips and when she gets to the professor's house, she very, very obviously like holds up the bag of chips and it's like zaps chips. I've zaps. Yeah. The ones that like you can get at a uh, like witch witch. Pot belly. Or, oh, pot belly. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's the one. Yeah. It's those, are good. It's those chips. <laughs> I was like, why did the, like she's on her way to go like save someone's life. Why did she grab chips and stuff them in her shirt? It's because there's an alligator. Sponsorship. Uh, no, it's because oh. there is an alligator at the teacher's house, and she knew right. she could ward off the alligator by giving it some zaps chips. I thought she was being not like other girls and admitting that she eats um, chips. No, it was because she used it as bait <laughs> to lure the alligator away. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, that yeah, was- I did notice that, and I was like, why wouldn't she take them out of the package? The alligator is not going to know how to open a bag. Yeah, no, she just tossed the alligator the bag and then it's like, and just sneaks into the professor's house, which this was another one of the moments for me where I was like, girl, I'm going to go crazy because she just busts into people's house. She busts into people's rooms and she never has like full evidence that someone did something wrong. She just like has a hunch and then just is like, I've got a pistol. Don't you dare. And she so she walks in with her little itty bitty pistol. And, and her flashlight, you know, doing the classic arm over arm. But she finds, like, pictures of herself and is like, oh, my God, what's going on? Turns out the professor was an FBI agent and Armin was actually with the bad guys that she was supposedly trying to stop this whole time. Little flip flopperoony, because he co- Armin comes out of nowhere with a mask on. Which, by the way, she needs to take notes. She goes too many places with her face just out and about. Um, but he like beats her up, but doesn't shoot her. So she was like, "Oh my god, it must be Armin." 
<laughs> figures it all out. Um, and but Alex is now a hostage of Armin's, and then she just like meets up with Armin like a few minutes later, and is all just casual about um she's just like so you've been tricking me this whole time like why are you meeting with him he literally has a hostage and could murder you right now and she's just like meeting up with him and i'm like it was just it was so casual she's not like other girls yeah but okay she's got confidence yeah i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up the end of this movie and like minute or less at this point and then we can like discuss the movie as a whole yeah Um, yeah yeah so at this point um and and i definitely skipped a few scenes like there's definitely there was a scene where uh the other another sorority had like a car wash but they were trying to sell plushies and all that like they're like little side segments that aren't super important but basically the most important thing from that side segment is that cotton actually is a chem major who makes mace so um there's that and also earlier i mentioned the whole scene of them all in their bras talking about how they're missing stuff we find out that sasha the head of the um the head of the sorority uh is actually kind of a kleptomaniac and steals everybody's stuff um, so those are just kind of the two little side pieces going into the grand finale. Um, so after Brooke meets up with Armin, she goes back to the sorority house and um, the FBI is there like waiting for her or whatever. And she somehow convinces them to let her do one last little trade off and she's going to be able to get Alex back. Apparently what Alex had this whole time was literally just like financial papers of some type that um the bad guys wanted to put it simply and um for whatever reason the fbi is like all right you can do this girl and at the end of the day armin is like armin then like captures brooke but brooke then uses mace that was made by cotton and it makes him woozy and delirious after there's like a few fight scenes or whatnot and um alex was trapped in a car and armin's like i'm gonna blow it up and he blows up the car but alex isn't there because sasha had stolen the keys off of armin as he walked by her yada yada all ends well that's the movie (laughs) so you know it's a it's a pretty easy to guess answer of oh the guy that you wouldn't suspect all along actually was lying to you mm-hmm. i mean they throw you for a loop a few times and kind of like expose how a few people aren't really who they say they are like sasha used to not be as pretty as she is now and worked at a taco bell but like it's it's never anything all that deep until the whole thing with armin and nick was nick all along and the whole patrick thing was just photoshopped <laughs> So, yeah, Um, my main takeaways were I thought that the love story situation was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt that it was unnecessary. And I was also bothered by the fact that, like, the only reason that they really like each other is because they both like motorcycles and jazz. And that just, like, really makes me Did she even (laughs) even like jazz? She literally was like, 
she was like rejecting him at first and was like i don't like the french <laughs> when oh, he maybe. when he asked her to do a jazz but i mean they go to a jazz club for their first date i also made a note regarding the whole love story angle of the first time that he's like when he's walking her home from the first date and she's like let's just go around the block one more time they are like speed running this walk like I'm sorry, but like if you're on like a romantic walk that you don't want to end, you're going to walk slowly. But she was like power walking through it. And I just thought it was really funny. Like she was just, oh, I want to walk around the block (laughs) one more time. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) She's like running away from him. And they had just so straight. Just watching Nick and and Molly. Oh my god! I went through like three names. Brooke <laughs> kiss like seven times. I was like, okay. It was so loud. I know their kiss was so loud. I know, and it was always like, I was, oh, I said ew. I know, and they'd be like in the middle of the courtyard at school, and it's just like ew. I'm like, stop it! Just stop it! Quit it! Absolutely quit it! Mm. Um, overall, she goes, she and I didn't like it. What? It was Oshi Goshi and I didn't like it. It was Oshi Goshi, very very hetero, and I wasn't here for it. But yeah, the whole thing was so straight. And and in the worst way possible, because not only is Molly like a a grade A pick me, but it just makes me upset when um, they try to make girls seem like not like other girls but the reason that they're not like other girls is because they're really interested in things that like super masculine men are really into like motorcycles jazz um not wearing frilly dresses leather jackets leather jackets it's just annoying. (laughs) Like, you know, nobody else does that. Yeah. And those are also just like gross things to like anyway. (laughs) Yeah. The whole, the whole not like other girls theme. I'm getting a little tired. Like it's, it's just, it's so overdone in these movies. It's, it's, you know, I make jokes about it with like the hats and everything, but like literally it just, it goes to show how in a lot of media it's, it's almost like, feminine girl bad like it's always like oh that's what i'm all girls are feminine and if you stray from that you're the different one but also you're the better one you're different but you're better than the regular girl like oh my god i just thought of it's not empower oh it yeah it's it's like this you probably haven't heard it but it's like the gay icon Haley steinfeld's whatever year hit most girls (laughs) have you ever heard that song I'm sorry. She sings a song where she's like, I want to be like, I want to be like most girls. Because she's like, "Mm -mm." see, listen. But I mean, it's got a good message. It's got a good message (laughs) where it's like at the end of the day, it's like, what's the problem with being like most girls? Like, what's the problem with femininity? What's the problem? Like, it's just it's such an overdone trope of, oh, girl is girly. That's no good. This girl's different, which is weird, but good. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my issue specifically with this movie was that um, they portrayed Cotton as a very feminine blonde girl and the person that she was with was a very controlling and gross frat boy and then they had this like really deep meaningful relationship for the girl that's not like other girls and i would say that it they do it in a way that's not empowering to women Mm -hmm. it's 
a different way to appeal to men. Right. And it's annoying. Right. Like, I'm totally, it's, you can show girls that aren't feminine without, like, taking a dump on girls that are feminine. Like, you don't have to always just, it's it's always, again, it's always like, she's an other, she's not like girls, which is gross, but, like, she's better. Like, it's it's always, like... In order to empower the girls that aren't super feminine, we have to tear down the girls that are. And that's the part of it where I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the part of it. That gets gets gross. Because I don't know. I'm gay, but I also love pink, pink, pink. Girls, girls, girls. Speaking of, let's see that shirt you've got on. (laughs) Speaking of the color pink, stand up for those watching our YouTube. I found a Dolly Parton shirt at Target. Oh, yes, you did. It has her face and signature and a butterfly on it. <laughs> so <laughs> iconic. We absolutely love it. It's one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> As it should be. How many balls would you give this out of 10? <laughs> um, the movie or my shirt? I mean, your shirt is obviously a 12 out of 10, <laughs> but the movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a three amaze balls out of 10 and i would give it two except for the i really liked the last scene of the movie um because it got a little bit gay when <laughs> molly <laughs> it's like where's the real files that we're looking for and what's her name alex has them in a secret compartment in her necklace <laughs> oh my god well no and molly even just like knew she was like Give me the files and just reach over to the necklace I was right like, away. <sighs> yeah, man, you put it, you mm-hmm. bumped it up a whole number just because the secret files were in her necklace. <laughs> yeah, that's the gay content I wanted from this movie. I mean, we'll take what we can get. Girls touching another girl's necklace. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I would give it like a three point five because, like, it wasn't the most unbearable thing I've ever experienced I like if I if someone was forcing me to watch tall girl again I would go insane I don't think I'd go crazy but I wouldn't be excited about that like 3.5 like it had a few moments where it was kind of funny for a second or something but I didn't like it I don't want to rewatch it so it's below a five I don't want to rewatch it ever again so I give it 3.5 amazeballs and (laughs) <laughs> looking ahead our next movie um give it to him as requested by my roommate from my freshman year of college grace a, a great name with a great request um <laughs> she has requested paper towns so oh that's God. what we have next and yeah no it made me realize i was like i hadn't thought about john green movie interpretations of books and that is now opening a new floodgate and we will be discussing that movie next so i don't know what streaming platform or whatever it is on but i'll tweet it later and let all you know i'm excited for this one yeah so uh (laughs) get ready because paper towns is up next (laughs) rock and roll baby oh rock and roll (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye.